0: Okay, let me clue you in on something real quick. Business tip, okay? I teach this thing called stacking. And what I mean from that in a business sense is that you stack one on top of another, on top of another of the thing that you're already gifted in, you're already using, you've already developed, you're repurposing and recycling in order to provide value, okay? I just realized the unlock between my professional coaching and this beautiful podcast that has just emerged over the last two years and how there is a stacking happening. There is a compounding effect that is taking place by the voices that are creating kingdom impact. And I am honored to sit alongside Sam Acho today and just unpack what it means to be real in a world full of fakes. And you guys, he just released a book that I am currently just diving into every minute that I get on Audible. And it's called Let the World See You. And being real in a world full of fakes is the tagline. And it is so incredibly powerful. I feel like when we shared in this podcast that we both were people who have just hidden plain sight in our life. He was an NFL player for the Bears and the Cardinals and a public speaker and a humanitarian. And you get to learn so much more about him. You have to tune into this episode because the ultimate thing that I know that you're going to take away and that I hope that you take away and I pray that you're going to take away. But I know that I know that I know that you are going to take away is that you too can remove your mask. And maybe that mask looks like the inner child. Maybe that mask looks like shame. Maybe that mask looks like guilt. Maybe that mask, like me and Sam, looks like a smile. And we have deeper masks, too, that we talk about in this episode. So please know that this is your time to rise and be real. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a Yolo side sweet tooth, though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that, so I'm wondering, if you're wondering, what is this? Well. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hey, we're here, you guys, live and in action for the Fit and Faith Podcast. And I am so honored to introduce my new friend, Sam Acho, and just share the heartbeat behind all the things that he has accomplished, but more importantly, what God has accomplished within him. You guys know that this is all about understanding what fit in faith truly means. And so I'm excited to unpack what that potentially could be in Sam's life. Um, So beyond just being, I had to follow, I was tracking like, how many different NFL teams has he played for? We've got the Bears, we've got the Cardinals. I was like trying to figure out if you played in other realms of athleticism at some point in your book. I'm like, this guy has been around the block as a free agent, now a writer and a motivational speaker um, and a podcast host himself. And so Sam, thank you so much for being here and just enjoying this time with me.
1: No, I'm so excited, Tamara. When we we connected, I don't know if it was a couple weeks ago, and I just saw your joy and I was like, I gotta be a part of this. And so (laughs) So I've been keeping up with some of the episodes. So I'm so glad to be a a guest on the Faith Podcast.
0: So good. You guys, so it was a kind of a funny thing, and I was just unpacking it with Sam. Like, I am never on social media in the evening, and I even have so many people who are, you know, marketing experts and gurus and people even on my team who are like, you know, you need to show up for your your audience when they're online. And I'm like well, I'm online at four thirty, five thirty, six thirty, and so I don't want to be on when I'm with my kiddos. But this particular night, I had had a meeting. I came home late, and everyone was already in bed. And I opened up Instagram, and Ben Higgins and Sam Acho were on there, like sharing a story. And I guess Ben does this regularly. I'm telling you, I've never, I never even knew any about this stuff, and I've also never tuned into his live, any of it. And Sam just was like infusing the Holy Spirit in Ben in such a crazy way Ben was like really serious and like receiving the Holy Spirit not in like a Pentecostal type way but I believe that there was like such transformation that was happening to him because you were just infusing word but more importantly just your own spirit was like so igniting me and convicting me in so many ways so thank you for showing up in that way and I'm grateful that I got to do so via Instagram I don't usually think social media but today I will
1: Yes. No, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Even me too. I've been in a space too where I'm figuring out, okay, like timing and things. And so we went back and forth a little bit, but man, I'm honored to be, to be here.
0: So good. So I want you to just jump right in because when I heard this episode, I find out that one of the reasons that he was chatting with Ben was because he just newly launched a book. And not only is the book um, something I immediately downloaded and started listening to because I am an Audible person all day long, I was hoping it was your voice. But I heard how you said that that's a lot, right? Like just repeating like an intro to one of these things is a lot. Um, But I, I imagine that it's your voice, so it's nice to hear your actual voice here. But it. It is so part of my story. Um, so many connective pieces. And it's called, um, he has it behind him. You can't really see it. Can you scooch it over so they have yeah, it the let me whole
1: time? Scooch it over so they could see there
0: it. There you go. It's called Let the World See You and Um it kind of just reminds me of of the mask that I wore for so long in my life. So I want to hear all about the concept of the book and how it's just been um, something now that is a story that's an out there story, right? You to be vulnerable all the time.
1: Absolutely. So my book is called Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. And it really is a book about, about hiding, about hiding. And oftentimes... About hiding, about wearing masks—not the ones that you put on over your ears and nose, uh-huh. right—but like right. the figurative masks that we wear, and and like the the shame and the fear and the doubt and the anxiety that a lot of us go through, Even whether you're a follower of Jesus or you're not, these doubts that we have. And I know for me personally, I remember being 13 years old and getting made fun of at a, you know, we were at like a church group, and I was you know, I went to an all-black church, but an all-white school. My parents were Nigerian, so it's kind of this whole smorgasbord kind of growing up, but. I remember getting made fun of by some of the kids at this youth group. And they were talking about, you know, my clothes and whatever and all my shoes. And and my dad, who was a, who was a pastor at that church, they, they were talking about me. And someone said, oh, no, 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 you you can't talk about him. That's Dr. Acho's son. His dad's a pastor here. And, and they all turned around and, and they kind of just went back to their thing. And I didn't, instead of feeling the sense of pride, like, yeah, my dad, I said, sens- I felt a sense of shame. Like, man, like, I'm ashamed of. Cause they're like, you can't even dress yourself. What do you do? I'm ashamed of what I was wearing and ashamed of my embarrassing my dad. And I remember just getting up after they turned around and I and I took about a, a 20 yard walk to the bathroom stall, the restroom stall. And I and I just I just sat there, walking to the stall and I just sat there. Sat there for about 30 minutes and usually this hour it was an hour and a half youth group. The first 30 or 40 minutes were spent with high schoolers, right? That's what was talking about me, the high schoolers. And then the, the second half is spent with your age group. So I could try to time it out and wait it out. And then 30 minutes later, so I walked back out and walked into my little classroom with just the 13-year-old kids. And I thought that was a temporary, like, oh, one-time thing, right? But the next week, I felt that sense of shame again. And I went straight to the bathroom stall, and I hid again. And that would become a pattern for that summer, whatever summer that was. And I remember thinking, okay, well, you're 13. No big deal. We'll fast forward, I'm 31, 32 years old right now. And I still find myself wanting to hide. And no, even though, yes, I play in the NFL, so I I wasn't hiding in restroom stalls and NFL locker rooms, but I was hiding who I really was, right? As a follower of Jesus, hiding who I was as a guy who is passionate and will get angry, love people. And, you know, I mean, it feels hurt sometimes. I would hide that side of me, uh, hide when I felt afraid or ashamed or fearful. And so this book is really me coming out of my shell and Mm -hmm. begging and beckoning the reader uh, to come out of their shell as well and let the world see them.
0: It's so good. I don't know if it's a show or, or another book or something, but like the concept of like hiding in plain sight keeps coming to me because I feel like that's so often what we can get stuck doing in um, comfortability of a blanket of shame. And that sounds like horrible. Like, why would somebody want to blanket themselves in shame and go to the bathroom? And it's really just about like the comfort zone of feeling like, OK, in here I'm safer. And so in me, it was like being reclused inside of who I am, hiding secrets about who I am instead of letting the world see every component of myself. Um, and I think that that happens in so many different ways. And I am so grateful that I did not um, exist during uh, school time when there was social media, because imagine that if there was Instagram, imagine that if there was Facebook, and so um, now TikTok and Snapchat and all—I can't even count all the things. Um, but I, I absolutely did the same thing for a multitude of different reasons, from all the way from elementary school, actually from the age of three, which is what my book was about when I published that chapter earlier this year. And it's hiding in shame that keeps so many of us limited from one our identity, two our authority. And three, are freedom. And like knowing this thing that you said at the very beginning was just like the joy. Right. Like there's joy on this side of heaven. And it's the unlock to me. And I believe to everyone when you start to share your testimony.
1: Absolutely. I, I there's a quote by a woman named Marianne Williamson. it talks about uh, I'll, I'll just read it, actually. Um, yeah, let's do it. And it talks about like our biggest fears aren't that. uh And as we're doing this live podcast, I'm going to try to find it. But anyways, it says like our biggest fears aren't that we are um, that we are inadequate. Our biggest fears is that we're we're powerful beyond measure. Right. It's our strength, not our weakness that that scares us. And just to that point of saying, Mm -hmm. man, like, what are we really afraid of? Right. What am I really afraid of? Right. This shame. Like it's. Yes, it's comfortable for me to go to a restroom stall. It might be comfortable for us to hide in our shame because it feels safe. But I think the real reason I hid is because I knew there was a kind of power inside of me mm. that I was afraid, maybe the right word. I was afraid that, man, what if I, like, is this, it's scary. Like, is this, what am I, what's yes. going to happen if I really show the yes. world who I really am? And mm, so. That's um, so good. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'll just read a little, can I read a little excerpt? Yeah, please,
0: book? please. So, let's do it. And it's your yeah. voice. I'm, I get yes. to have it on record. <laughs> I
1: know I was going to, and I was going to record my own voice on the audiobook, but I was praying about it. I really, I felt like the Lord was like, Hey, just chill. And I partly also, yeah. I don't love hearing the sound of my voice. So that, that's know, that's a thing. Um, Well, the
0: guy who does it is amazing. I have a thing about voices in audible books. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I cannot listen to this. He's great.
1: exactly. That's what I heard. So, um, so this is the story of what we just talked about, right? Being in that restroom stall. So, um, so chapter one, right, hiding, it says this. It says, at one point or another, we all face times where, where our insecurities flare up directly in front of us. In these moments, we're left to choose between one of three options, address the insecurities, run from them, or hide from them. When I was younger, my natural instinct was to choose the third option. Hiding has always been easy, the easy option for me. Whenever I came across a situation, I wasn't comfortable, in, I'd simply find a way to escape. i will find a place to hide. The problem arose when that temporary hiding place became a permanent one. One night, at age 13, I was attending the Wednesday night evening youth service as usual at our predominantly black church. My dad was one of the pastors of this relatively large congregation, and by default, I always tried not to be noticed. But this night would be different. I thought I was the man in my red Tommy Hilfiger shirt, my blue reversible Nautica shorts, and my purple boo shoes. <laughs> You see, the school I attended outfitted all the students in uniforms. And my weekend attire usually consisted of random combinations of basketball shorts and, and T-shirts. So on this night, I was quite proud of my new digs. But even though it was at church, people are people and some people tend to be me, especially the little kids who are trying hard to impress. So I kind of go on a little bit about the Wednesday night youth services. When I fast forward to this part, I say, um you know, they saw my outfit outfit that night and there was no holding back. Bro, what are you wearing? <laughs> Several of the guys asked. Who dressed <laughs> you? Do you? Do you even know how to... And I'm, I'm I'm reading this, but, like, I'm remembering, like, do you even yeah. know how to wear clothes? Like, dude, what are you doing, you know? And um, and so anyways, it goes on and on and on and me being roasted and being crushed and going to that mm-hmm. restroom stall and, 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 it, and it ends, like, the first part of chapter one ends, just like you said, Tamara, it says this, it says... When I hid in the restroom stall, I felt safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt safe, and I think a lot of us. I think we we run to what feels safe as opposed to running to God. Yeah, and what I mean by that is, uh, and Andy Mineo has a song. Called uncomfortable, and in his song he says, "Comfort is the thing that will make a king fall." It's Ooh. Comfort. Thinking wow. about David, right? What was David yep. doing when he yep. uh, uh, slept with Bathsheba? Bathsheba, and, you know, yeah, right. He he was he was uh, he was comfortable. Everyone was out at war, and he was yep. back home yep. being comfortable. He wasn't out on the battlefield, right? Comfort is the thing, and so mm-hmm. comfort and safety, right? Jesus, Jesus constantly called his followers. To be radical, right, to radically follow him, yet for whatever reason, we want to be comfortable, yeah, comfortable versus radical, and so so this book for me, is really this idea of saying, like you said, Tamara, right, like when you're you, right, the way, and you you have your way of saying it, the way I say it, I say, when you're you, God gets the glory, yeah, the people around you benefit, and the world around you thrives, right, not when you're comfortable,,
0: Good. but when you're
1: you, yeah.
0: So good. It's so crazy, too, because there. this kind of followed you. And this is kind of the point of the book is that it followed you in so many different facets. I mean, to think you're an NFL superstar, right? I mean, you're like every seven-year-old boy's dream. And you're living out that life. And here you are hiding behind your mask because of an allergy attack. And like, who cares if you have an allergy attack, right? Like The cameras are on you. The audience is seeing you. You're out of your comfort zone. Are you married to your beautiful Nigerian wife at that point?
1: I was married to my wife. That was my second year. No, I wasn't. we, we, We... we weren't married at that point. We actually okay. we had just started. We had oh, we weren't married. We had just started, mm-hmm. and, and, so that's and something it wasn't
0: unpacked because like, and it wasn't a little allergy
1: attack. Now, Tamara. come on, Wait, it is- was like so. Let me so y'all y'all haven't, y'all haven't read the book yet. Let me. I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of insight. I if you have if you, if awesome. you haven't if if you want to get a visual, think about the movie Hitched or Hitch or whatever. Yes, yeah. Right where Will Smith, and everything yes. just puffed up. I was in an, an like on the field. And I, I, I apparently I didn't even know, but apparently NFL linebacker here I have an I have exercise induced allergies, and so all That's of a like sudden crazy. like my face starts to swell up right, my my arm starts to swell like literally like and it's like right you're laughing it's not funny I oh, do yeah. no, and so um, everything's swelling up and 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 my teammate and his name is O'Brien and this is I love this uh video podcast because they're getting some behind <laughs> the scenes. Scene. Yes. So, so my teammate, and I've never done this, so this is like inside screen.
0: Oh, I'm so bad. Like, like
1: his, name's, his name's O'Brien Schofield. and he ha- He's like, you know, some people have like big eyes, like walk around like this. Like he yeah. usually is like, like this. But like this time he saw me and he was like, bro, <laughs> what is, he's like, dude, have you seen, look at your face. And we're like in the middle of a game. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, you're, you're yeah. ugly. I'm ugly. He's like, he's like, no, bro. Like your face is swollen. And I'm like, what is going on? he calls the team doctor and the team doctor has normal just looking at team doctor's eyes go like, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I'm like, what is happening? They said, Sam, your face is swollen. And mind you, I felt some itching right here yeah. and felt some itching yeah. and kind of, but I didn't really. And and so they gave me a, like an EpiPen shot. The swelling went down a little bit, but it still was still a little bit swollen. I wanted to get back on out on the field and, and the doctors asking me, okay, well, Sam, I see your lips are swollen. I'm like, yeah, but it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like your face. is So I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like running on the, like going on the field. They're like, is your, is your throat swollen? Right. Do you feel, do you feel itching in your throat is what they said. And I'm like, no, I don't feel any itching. My throat is fine. I'm like, why do you ask? As i I'm running off the field or on the field. They say, cause if your throat is itching, that means it's going to be swollen. That means you cannot breathe. And I was like,
0: uh,
1: I'm, I'm going oh. to And so I, I literally like just threw my helmet on. Ran on the field and I just started to pray. I started to uh-huh. pray. I'm like, God, I need you. And so, anyways, but this thing, right? We hide, we pretend, we put on these masks. And for me, that was a, a face mask, a helmet and a face mask. I kept it on right. the entire game. Right. Right. I started wearing long sleeves. It's happened week in and week out. I started wearing long sleeve shirts. Right. And this is before I met my before my wife and I got married. Yeah. But it was just this, you know, it was an interesting season of life, right? Yeah. About hiding and shame and forever, you know, maybe may not be allergies for some people. For some people may be something happened in your past, something you, you're just ashamed yep. of and, and you don't want people to see.
0: Yeah, and that really is a part of my story. And what became my mask was actually my smile, which is the thing that I believe God gifted me as like that initial joy factor that I can just give people. And so growing up, I always had the compliment, like you light up a room with your smile. And meanwhile, I was so broken. I was so striving. I was so living out of... um achievement and desire to be liked and known and seen, which is exactly what your book is about and exactly the love that our father in heaven has for us and the desire that he has for us. And it wasn't until I was 29, had lost all of the things that I thought made me successful and was curled up in a bathtub listening to um, Tornwell's fully known song on repeat, repeat over and over and over that I finally understood that like God sees every part of me, even past my, my smile. He knows the intimate parts of me and he still loves me.
1: Yeah. And for me, it was, uh, we might be uh kindred uh, spirits because, uh,
0: I haven't read the whole book, so don't give any secrets away. I know, I'm I
1: not going to give anything. any, I'm not going to give any secrets away, but I will say this for me, I don't think I shared this. I didn't share this part in the book, so there's no secret. You know, I'm getting inside information, but no secret. Okay, look at that. Um, it was a song by Marvin Sapp called <laughs> He Saw the Best in Me. He saw the best in me. When every was like, when everyone else around could only see the worst in me, right? He saw the best in me. And I was at a moment as well, right? I was 30. And and I wasn't curled up in a in a, in a in a bathroom tub, but I was curled up on a, off on a chair in a, a counselor's office, a therapist's office mm-hmm. and and I started to understand that e- even my worst moments, the moments that that I feel like no one knows about and I don't want anyone to know about, God still sees those moments. God was aware of those moments. He's aware of those moments, and He loves me not in spite of those, but mm-hmm. in a, in addition to those. Like he even He lo- like He loves me so much He would die for me yeah. for those moments. In my shame, in my brokenness, in my fear, in my doubt, in my anxiety, He beckoned me. He didn't pull me and drag and say, "No, stop crying, stop." Sh-. He said, hey, I'm here. I'm here, right? He was at my doorstep, right? Just not. So
0: true. That's so true. I love that understanding because it's such a beautiful visual. I'm such a visual learner. And I feel like God speaks to me in vision so I can see a response when I am prayerful over something. And like, I love realizing that he doesn't like yank you out of the pit. Like he, he was in the pit, right? And he stayed in the pit until he got out. And so it's realizing that even like Moses, who is going down this river when he was you know picked up out of the river from the princess, um, like it's God was there, but he wasn't the one who came and picked up Moses and said, you're called to something. It was a presence that he has, just this knowing presence that we have to get attuned with, but also not not wait for at the same time. Like that's that piece of activation within our faith, like believing beyond that. But it took an activation for you to show up to the therapist, to have the conversation and unlock that piece of you for him to be able to come in uproot and replant and retoil within you. Right.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I was, it was, it was a hard place. I was in a, um, Cause similar to you, Tamara, my people say, man, Sam, your smile, you have the greatest smile in your smile. And I actually, had, I, I, I just got released for the first time in my career, right? I'd gotten cut. I'd gotten fired. I, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I remember telling one of the ladies about my release ladies who worked for the team. Her name is Katie, Katie Nagel. And she's the assistant to the, to the chairman of the team and chairman and I are friends. And and I remember going up to Katie in the lunchroom and saying, Hey, Katie. She's like, Hey, Sam, good to see you. She said, what's going on? I said, Oh, you know, I just want to let you know that I got, I just got released. I just got cut by the team. And, you're smiling. and she's smiling. I'm smiling. Okay. Right. Yeah, I just got cut. Yeah. And she's like, okay, wait, wait, what did you say? It's like, yeah, I just got cut. So I'm actually headed out now, but thank you so much. She looks at me. She says, Sam, I, I thought you were telling me good news. Cause you, you had a smile on your face she says sam i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you're getting released i couldn't imagine this must be so hard mm-hmm. and i think it was in that moment where i was like dude what am i doing
0: yeah
1: what am i doing who am i who am i trying to fool yeah. right yeah i got it all together and it's good oh no god is good it's like no i you need to, this is like I've been doing this for 20 years, right? Nine years professionally, 20 years, right? And all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like God is with us in our doubts. He's with us in our fears. He's with us in our security. He's with you in that bathtub. He was with me at that yeah. therapist office, yeah. right? He was with me when I got released, when I got the call. He was with me, right? When my, ho- my house flooded, he was with me. My, mm-hmm. uh, I broke my, I tore my pec out for the season, right? Tore my pectoral mm-hmm. muscle in my arm. He was with me, right? My wife's wallet got stolen. He was with me. My friend died. He was with me. And he still right now is with me. And so I think the thing for people like you and I, people who are uh, cheap, like we we, lo- we want, we love, we love this. And so yeah. we play to that in a lot of ways. God's like, yeah, sure. Great. Do that. But even when everyone leaves and you're by yourself and you may be in your tears or in your fear, or whatever, I'm still with you. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I'm not going anywhere.
0: Mm, it's so good. Okay, okay. You know my feelings over commercials, but this is too good of timing to pass up the chance to tell you about this incredible opportunity that I have cultivated with you directly in mind. You, the passionate kingdom entrepreneur. Stop running the race on a treadmill to nowhere. Stop the analysis paralysis and the overwhelm and honestly, the isolation of business building. You know, I am all for women supporting women and the concept of community, but this newly developed program takes that concept to an entirely new level. I am giving you an all access pass to my team of experts and strategists in order for you to develop your own business to the fullest extent. I've taken my business with these incredible people from an idea to five figure months in less than two years. And I want to provide you the keys to this freedom and centered joy. This is a coaching program with direct conversations with real people in real time. Ask the confusing hard questions that have you lingering in rabbit holes. Get the direct insight you need to design the dream into a fully operating abundant business. Y'all, listen to this A-team, okay? There is a branding and content strategist, a mindset and financial success coach, a biblical foundations teacher, a marketing funnels and ads expert, and of course, yours truly, your Christian business coach, if you are ready to truly invest in yourself. In your God dream and the people that God is calling you to, this is the only place to start that gives you a full lens development strategy that you can lean into as a trusted, knowing source on a firm foundation. Y'all, I am uber passionate to see you flourish and illuminated within your purpose. You can enroll now by heading over to the one-on-one coaching tab at TamaraAndress.com. Remember, I have the simple version of Tamra, T-A-M-R-A, I don't know if you know that story, but it's from The Price is Right about a week before I was born. So thanks, Mom. <laughs> anyway, book your call and simply email me coaching at tamaraandrus.com Either way, I cannot wait to see you activated. And this is going to be an incredible opportunity and a beautiful season to see you design the God dream that God has planted in you since your mother's womb. It's going to be fun, y'all. I can't wait to connect. Let's get started. That's so good. There's a, a gal that's listening right now live, uh, and she has a beautiful ministry called Prodigal to Princess. And she um, just newly got this revelation about the concept of love remained, and like through every single season, love remains. Like he's still there, and it's you know we we often go right to the victory points because it's easy. We go right to the smile because it's the place that it's fun to showcase. But actually, the Place that causes transformation and unlock for other people are those those pits are those places of pain because that's more relatable than the joy because I can't relate to you that you are an NFL superstar right I've never been with that many cameras or on the field or like rushing something or or even getting my MBA which I want to do but then I don't really show my resume to anyone so I've thought I always teeter tottered with that. But it's like, these are achievements and things that have been really amazing for you. But at the end of the day, the part that's going to really resonate with someone is that crying moment in the therapist chair or that painful moment of breaking something, ripping something, losing something, and still remaining in his love and still walking it out with him. Enjoy. Yeah,
1: yeah you're so right. You're so right.
0: It's so interesting. So talk to me more about... What is like this concept of fit and faith, right, is this to me, this understanding of a mind, body, soul and spirit alignment. It's this realizing that if you can treat your body as a vessel, if you can treat your mind as a steward for the Lord himself, your mouthpiece, your eyes, all this thing, we armor up for God, just like you would put on all of your pads and go out onto the field. What does that look like for you on a consistent basis now that you're not actually doing that? How do you armor up? Every day, and like go out into the world and do things, brave things, like speaking on stage or writing a book or sharing your testimony or being just. Uh, um, I know you travel and and you have a lot of heart for like humanitarian missions, trips, and stuff. How do you how do you armor up?
1: Yeah, I think the first step is is to stretch. This is mm-hmm. stretch, and, and here's what I mean by that. One of my one of my one of my best good friends. He's a basketball coach. He's a basketball coach for. For Purdue University Northwest up in Indiana. And we have a group text, me, him, and one of our other buddies. And he said, Hey guys, we gotta make sure we keep on, we continue to stretch. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Right? Because in football, right, or in sports, before you practice, before you play, before you go out and do anything, before you even work out, you stretch. Yeah. Because if you don't stretch, if you don't stretch, you're gonna get injured. Yep. And that in that workout, in that run, right, you stretch. And he said, so what stretching looks like for us is is spending time in the word of God. Mm. Stretch. If you don't do that, you're going to go out in this world, this thing we call life, and you're going to get injured, right? It means praying, spending time in prayer, getting up early, spending time in prayer, not just asking God for things, but listening. Yeah. Yeah. Right, God, what do you like? Almost just like allowing his his word to wash over you, right? Stretch.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. You Stretch. And so for me, what does it look like to be fit in faith? It looks like me continually making sure every day I stretch. I can't. Yesterday stretching isn't going to help me for tomorrow. Or it's gonna oh, help that's next good. Month or yeah,
0: it's right? So
1: I got to stretch. Yeah, and that's so, so and so true. Yeah, so it's that. And then it's living by, um, it's living I'm right next to this kind of airport, so you're hearing a lot of background noise. <laughs> I can Maybe, say,
0: it's okay, I'm I trying can to wait it. for it to stop and, it's totally fine. It's live, it's in action. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, for me it means like living out what I write about, right? We talked about we both wrote something, right? I wrote this book, Let the World See it. You. Gotta be real in a world full of fakes. And it's like, man, if I'm gonna be real, I can't write about being real and not really be real. Yeah. Right? So if there's I issues I have with people or with myself, I gotta be real about those things. Yeah. I have to be real about things. So it's stretching. And it's trying to live out what God called me to
0: live out. That's so good. Uh, another friend was talking to us about the concept of the 2% and like living in this zone where every day you access this 2% and you actually share it vocally versus keeping it inside. Because eventually that 2% becomes a compounding that then becomes the 100% and we find ourselves curled up, right? And crying because we've we've hid and we've put cast darkness into a place that if we bring it to the light it's no longer the two percent and so like being able to share that has been an active piece that for the last like two and a half three months I always think to myself and I'll be on date nights with my husband and I'm like what's your two percent and it like opens up a door that I never really thought about because I feel like I'm pretty vulnerable and transparent with people as a practice as a value of my life based on that unlock of I don't want to wear this mask anymore um but Confronting other people with that and giving them that as your, hey, nice to see you today. What's your 2%? And people are like, what? It creates a connection unlike anything that I've ever experienced, Um, both in my friendships, in my marriage, in my children. We do like highs and lows at the end of the day or rainbows and thorns. And it kind of helps them process as little people emotions that are really important things that are gifted from God. But at the same time, like we need to understand how to deal with them versus suppress them.
1: Yeah. What is that? Tell me more about that, Tamara, the 2%. Like, tell me more about that.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, every day we're, we're living at a hundred percent, right? That's the hope anyway. And 90%, I would say we're on autopilot. Like we're doing the thing that our body just is automatically doing. We're going and doing the schedule. We're eating the breakfast. We're doing all the things. Eight percent is, I think, where we're living on like this, this striving, this achievement, this place of what can I do so that my 90 percent is better on a given basis, Um, whether you're living in the past. And that's like that place of shame and guilt or you're living in a place of, of futuristic thinking. Oftentimes, nobody really lives in the present, which is something I'm constantly practicing. But that 2% is the hidden percent. It's the percent that you think about. It's the thing, thing that you you know it exists, but you keep stepping on top of it, thinking if I put it down under the bottom of my shoe, no one else will see it, and I don't have to deal with it. So what happens with the 2%? We cope. We start drinking alcohol. Just one glass, no big deal. We... Um, we work out to an extent that it's not healthy for us. We sleep. I was, I would sleep a lot to the point I was taking Tylenol PM and sleeping like hours during the day and then still sleeping 12 hours at night shopping. Um, like so many things we can cope with drugs, sex, all of that. And so getting to the root of what that 2% is, allows to break that 2% free, but then also holds you accountable. So now, instead of me just knowing the 2%, it's still hidden, I'm now giving it to you, Sam, so that you can reach out to me tomorrow and you can say, Tamara, how's that thing? How's that thing that's bothering you? How's that thing that you need to work on the becoming process? Because none of us are perfect, no matter how saved we are. We are all imperfect and God is constantly in this process of revealing himself so that we can become more like him. Um, and so what's that 2%? What would that 2% be for you?
1: Mm, no, I love that. I love that for me. Um, that's so good. I'll just put it in, in language that I, that I uh, can understand or that I, yeah. that I've been dealing with. It's, um, it's our child, uh, our adult and our shadow.
0: Hmm, wow.
1: Child, adult, shadow. I think a lot of us, each and every one of us, we have that little kid inside, the one that wants to play and have fun and just wants to go and wants a hug or that feels scared or hurt or ashamed and, you know, something little. But right? I got a five year old and he, you know, he, you know, he almost hit my phone and he started, you know, soon later started crying, Daddy, I'm so sorry because I almost broke your phone. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. You know, but we all have that little kid in, inside of us, right? The child. Yeah. And then, and then there's the adult, right? Okay, I got responsibilities. I have deadlines. I got to make sure everybody's fed and make sure I'm taking care of myself, right? Like adult. Then we also have the shadow, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to say it this way, but almost like that two percent shadow that yeah that when the adult doesn't step up for where for when he or where he or she is supposed to be, that shadow comes in to try and protect the little kid. Wow, and that and 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 yes, the the child feels protected, but the shadow needs what the shadow needs, right? You talk about coping, drugs, sex, yes. alcohol, yeah. shopping, working out. Whatever it is, like eating. Yeah. That's the shadow. And so, what I am learning how to do, learning is how to name my emotions. Right. I'm, I feel afraid right now of this situation. I mean, I feel really, really anxious. Man, I'm really angry right now. I mean, I'm happy, right? Naming. Your emotions, once you can name them, it's like you have better control of them. You know, you were talking about, you know, something you're talking about earlier with just the way we cope, right? Your body keeps the score. Yeah. Right? That's what that's what okay. thing that, uh, that, that uh, dude I talked to, he says, your body keeps it, keeps the score. Yeah. Right? I, I was, you know, you find yourself crying out of nowhere, find yourself just feeling your body keeps the score. So you try and keep it all in. Yeah.
0: Right. Keep it all I mean, the truth that later. like stress can be the thing that cultivates cancer. Bingo. We right. Know. And so it's it's ultimately stress hidden in anxiety, hidden in worry yeah. and fear and outrage and anger, all of these things. I think, again, I'm such a visual learner. I'm like seeing this shadow again, blanket this baby, this child and the adult still rising up because that's what we're called to do, because that's yeah. what they told us we had to do. And so as yeah. a father, you can specifically understand the power of this as a parenting strategy as yeah. you going to your son and saying You don't have to worry about that phone. You're more important to me. It's okay, though, if you cry. But daddy's not mad at you right now. That's not how I feel. I'm proud of you for having that emotion and releasing it. Because as boys, you know, that's a thing that our generation was never taught. Like, boys, don't cry. Be strong. But ultimately, we need men who know their emotions. And you need women that know their emotions. And so naming it, we now have, as an adult, to adult the inner child that's within right. us, right? And say, okay, instead of coping, we're gonna feel today. Hmm. And you're talking to yourself in the mirror as that 12 year old little girl. Yeah. We're gonna feel that shame or that guilt that we've already handed over to the Lord, but today it's still hmm. burdening you.
1: And it's okay to feel it, right? It's yeah. okay to feel I never thought it was okay. I was like, man, like, I'm not supposed to be angry. I'm not supposed to be afraid of this little thing or this person. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be. But no, it's okay to be both and to be both excited about something, but kind of scared. Yeah. It's okay, right? A new job. Are yes. you having yeah. a child? Right? I remember when we, when we got, we had our first, uh, some wife, we, you know, was pregnant with our first son. I was scared out of my mind, but I didn't know how to, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to verbalize that. It's like, well, yeah, I'm a dad. And it's like, dude, I still, am like, well, what am I doing? And so, uh, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know.
0: Yeah, I always talk about from like an entrepreneurial perspective, which is something you're really jumping into, which is so fun, um, and realizing that that both and is a part of your history and your future. It's a part of the the highs and the lows. Is what will serve you as an entrepreneur, because then you become that real, relatable, not wearing a mask type person. And someone's something is different about this person. what is it? And we as believers and kingdom ripple effectors, right? We get to say it's Jesus. And so it's so important for us to continue to steward those emotions, to steward that shadow, to steward that inner child so that that shadow now is behind us instead of right. in front
1: of us. Because it's funny. Um, it's funny because I remember thinking, okay, well, okay, there's a child, there's an adult there's shadow. The child is there, the adult's not stepping up and the shadow. Is, so let me just you know, let me just get rid of the shadow piece and I'll be yeah. okay. It's like, no, 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 Sam, like that the only reason that shadow is stepping up is because you 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 as an adult have it. Right.
0: You That's so it. good. That's so right. good. So, so you
1: that. step up, like I said, put it behind you, right? That's what a imagine like the like put it behind you. It's what a shadow yeah. is. It's not it's behind you. Right. And um and and, and, and you be you.
0: Yeah. So good. So I have two things because we have to wrap up on time. I know you have a hard stop, but I want to be mindful and thankful of your time. One, I really want you to get the replica of that outfit that you wore in middle school, (sighs) like find it. Put a helmet on and take a picture for marketing purposes. Like, it would be so weak to see you in those FUBU shoes with your NFL helmet on and be like, talk to me now.
1: Oh, no. I don't want to go back to those days, Tamara. Please don't make me go back. I should, though, be like, yeah, yeah. Remember when you talked about me when I was 13? Like no, to it
0: probably become a trend. Like, <laughs> oh, this is our sister way. This is awesome. And then two, I am just honored and so grateful. And I cannot wait to consume the rest of your book. But I want everybody to know where to find you and other ways that they can get in touch with you. Because, y'all, he really is He's just a real, raw, true Christian and a man of God. And I'm so grateful to be in community and connection with that part of Jesus because it's another character side of him that I get to see through you. And it's pretty rad.
1: No, thank you so much, Tamara. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm just honored that you would think of me and uh, share me with your audience Uh, And then secondly, yeah, if anybody wants to connect, feel free to go get my book, right? Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. It's available. You can go to uh, anywhere books are sold, right? It's at Barnes & Noble. It's actually going to be at every single Target store. So go to Target. Go get this thing at Target, right? That's
0: my audience. Target, Target. they are. there. Yes.
1: Go to Target. Um, Go to Target. Go get Let the World See You. Um, Or also go to samachobook.com, S-A-M-A-C-H-O book.com. That'll just give you a link to Target or Barnes and Noble or Amazon or I mean, so and if you want to connect with me as well, I'm on social media. It's at the T.H.E. Sam Acho. Uh, But most importantly, I just really want you all to hear the message of this book. Right. Tamara, you you and I have been chatting a little bit like my goal is that two things. Number one. When I leave this earth, uh, I want people to say say this about me, I want them to say that Sam loved me well. That's my goal. When people say, Sam loved me well, right? You talked about the IG live with Ben, right? There was this, you know, we we're kind of going back and forth. And like, he, I was like, man, God, like, dude, God is for you. And God loves you. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And, and guys, I know you're all listening. And this message is for everyone. And God loves everyone. I was like, no, 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 no. God loves you. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. And even Tamara, like, the, and I know we're, I know we're just getting to know each other, but man, like you talk about the smile. Like, like I have a smile, that can light up a room. You have a smile that can light up a room, and so use that. God gave you that for a reason, right? And um, and so, anyways, yeah. So, samachobook.com Better yet, go to Target. Forget my website. Go to Target. Go get the book, or go to Target.com, uh, Barnes and Noble, wherever. But I'm excited because it's at Target, so I'm literally like on cloud yeah, It so just awesome. it just got out there today, so I'm I'm like that's the only place I'm telling people to go.
0: Well, we are honored. Thank you so much for sharing. You guys go get the book and just support Sam in any other way. I know that this is just the beginning of something new that God has um, to just unfold. And I'm proud of you as a fellow brother to just put the shadow behind us. Like, let's do that. Let's wake up and put the shadow behind us and really walk into our vulnerability and transparency. And when we have that moment with the Lord every single day stretching becoming fit in faith to just be the best version of who Jesus hasn't set for us and plan for us that very day. So y'all, I love you guys. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Hey y'all it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you, something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway by snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment, and tag me at Faith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andras on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? now in his shows, he would say, that
1: Pat Boone, he's so religious. I shook hands with that boy the other day. My whole right side
0: sobered up. (laughs) And and I would repeat that in my act, and I said, you know, it did. And then I'd go ahead and sing my song. Pat Boone shares some of his incredible life story on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear conversations and devotionals from the artists of the church. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com, worshipleader.com, or your favorite podcast platform.